Well, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Why are and you laughing? I, because I, I thought I almost thought I made you go deaf for a second. Because you were like, "Well, you like hold your ear." You just. Uh, I just of, said hello. Yes. I was hoping somebody else you, would say you hello. You had me at hello. Apparently, I did not because nobody responded to me. So <laughs> it's like when I go through my daily life, I say hello and nobody says hello back. Welcome to the Inside Pass. I'm uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Crickets. P- Peter Strada. That's what usually happens in my lifetime. Um, and uh, Chris Mardock pushing buttons for us. Another week of racing talk. Uh, some a lot of uh, kind of a lot of stuff going on. Not really. We're in a break right now with the Olympics, but kind of a great time to talk about what would happen if. Uh, Motorsports was an Olympic sport, so we'll talk about that a little bit. I think that uh, there's some varying opinions there, and uh, we can even talk about who would uh, who you would put on Team USA, if you would like, um, during the course of the show. There are some news that came out, uh, not only today, but uh, this past week that uh, we can talk about as well. So um, lots and lots of good stuff going on. So I guess we'll start with the, the biggest news story that's really not a news story because it's already something that everybody should have already known by now, Brad Keselowski. Is um, now an owner, or I guess part owner, um, of uh, Roush Fenway Racing. So uh, he'll take over the reins of the sixth car, and uh, now becomes the second team in NASCAR with a basketball and driver owner, yeah. with um, Michael yeah. Jordan and Denny Hamlin, and now Brad Keselowski and LeBron James. Already some uh, some news stories about what may or may well, not happen to that team. But. I don't know. I think I would slightly di- – Chris is not technically wrong, but LeBron is a small partner in, Ra- in, in Fenway. the Fenway group. Yeah, so he's not a direct majority owner like uh, – like uh, Jordan is, but that yeah, that's fair. And well, don't forget we, Brad Doherty too. As I mentioned, Doherty. Yeah. we actually have three, and, and there, he actually is a big. And partner. there's some there's some big rumors that I heard this past week uh, with JTG that we can get into later. There's been a lot of rumors about Indeed, JTG there lately. Can we not find anybody other than basketball players to buy NASCAR teams? I mean, um, don't don't football players make money isn't, too? Isn't Alvin Kamara trying to get? Well, yeah, he no, is. he's actually in NASCAR. Well, well, yeah, he's but he's a, trying to own a team too. Is he? he is, okay. Yeah, he's trying to. But I mean, surely we have you know baseball I mean, players. Joe Gibbs and, was a football coach. I mean, there I guess Fenway technically, <laughs> yeah, technically Fenway would count as baseball too because you know baseball and soccer. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, okay, I guess I'll give him that one. But so the whole Fenway group is an entire conglomerate of sports activity, not sure. just um, well, but. Again, that's great because there, you can do a lot of engagement stuff with your sponsors and fans through all yeah. that. That's that is true. Brackett already uh, talked about uh, his potential desire to uh, to put the uh, Jack Roush or the Roush uh, truck team back together again and um, you know plans for further down the road uh, a few years from now. But at least he's looking and doing some good things and. You know, from from interviews and things that I've I've read, it looks like this is a, a situation similar to what Rick Kendrick and Jeff Gordon are doing, where eventually, you know, maybe Keselowski just kind of sort of takes the reins of Roush and becomes the heir apparent to the yep. throne somewhere down the road uh, when Jack decides to retire. None of these guys are young by any means. I mean, Roush and and uh, uh, Hendrick and you know those guys are getting older up there in their years. So Keselowski did wanna... say he could see himself around for the next long while in his press conference, though. So. Oh yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, he'll be driving a while. He's gonna be driving for a little while. I mean, he's only thirty-seven. He's still got a solid oh ten years or yeah. so left. Yeah, yeah. of course, I a lot of that is competitiveness too. If he, you know, if he starts dropping off the radar, I'm sure he's gonna want to weigh on that decision a little bit. But. I think he's got a while before he does that. I'm sure he will. And so that's it. This is a really intriguing partnership for a number of different reasons. I mean, I think when you look at Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin did did this as an owner. He didn't. He's not driving for 2311. He's owning 2311. You never know. Um, well, but I'm saying that's not why he did it. I mean, he's been racing. For, he's still racing for Gibbs. Brad did this as a driver, but as a future step. And I think that we could see, I think there's a possibility that there's one or two. I think Kevin Harvick potentially could get back in this game again uh, if he chooses to, though I think his KHI management will probably be enough for him. But, um, you know, there there are a couple of these guys that I could see doing well, similar that, things. That's the rumor that I heard is that Kevin Harvick's buying JTG. Oh, I didn't hear that one. I've heard yeah. all kinds of driver. Oh, I didn't oh, hear anything about Harvick oh, yeah. buying it. That is the rumor that I heard this past week. Hmm. Well, rumors are only good if you spread them. That's but I mean, that's definitely but, interesting to talk about. But there, I just mentioned Kevin Harvick as somebody I could exactly. see, and then you tell me that you heard he. Um, so you know, again, I think I think these guys see with the new business model, with the new car and and the lower cost. Mm-hmm. I think that you see a viable option I, for some of these guys to continue their involvement in the sport, but that's really interesting. I Why by put, JTG? I wouldn't put it out of the uh, equation for. Uh, Dale Jr. to end up in the Cup Series at some point in the next, you know, year or two if the, if a charter becomes available. Well, Dale what is buying a team. Well, I mean, at the, this point. Dale could have a charter. Dale just doesn't want to pay ten million dollars for a charter. But he but he said he's happy that they're priced that high because he thinks that's great for the sport. So it's kind of like that was a mixed message there. I couldn't quite read between the lines. Dale's like, I won't pay it, but everybody else should. You know, <laughs> but that's, but if a sponsor is going to pay it, then you know. Yeah, well, right. there we, you go. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, at the the cost of these charters, it's almost better just to go buy a whole team and have the charter, like. If you're going to spend $10 million right. on a charter, just buy the whole team, and right. you already have a charter, you don't have to go buy one. So, I mean, there's a possibility that if enough mo- enough money comes along, one of these lower-funded teams, they would sell outright to a guy like well, Dale Jr. Just there's to get a lot of sport, rumors so. about, you know, the Rick Wares of the world well, yeah, and such. Well, I, mean, that, I wasn't just well, because, I wasn't because, well, because Ware, everybody but. finally saw with the Aspire uh, deal how much they're right. priced out. Now there's a now there's a, a demand for them. frenzy. And, and, yeah. and with how well that Rick Ware is doing in the IndyCar and sports car world, um, I think it's very likely that you could see him just cashing out and taking his money and going to a, a different court. Well, and, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's definitely a possibility, yeah. I would suggest. Sure. But I think, I think just as likely would be, if you think about it, he's got, what, three charters? Two four. or three, four, 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 four charters. charters. Four so, so let if he sells all four of those charters at ten million apiece, and I'm just saying, let's say it's that. That's. Can you imagine he could take one car out of those four and be a, a solid contender to win yep. races? Yeah, he could and, sell and, three of his four charters and have a have a, a, a race winning team. Yeah, a budget to actually go in. So, like, it's it's not inconceivable. Here's the downside, though. The way that this works, the charters are valuable because you get more of the purse and more of... So Peter, 
if you don't have charters and we start getting 40, 45 teams and we're going to be 45 or close to it next year as it is, um, and there's only 40 spots, you could lose out on a guaranteed spot. And then, you know, th- then all of that money you got, you're kind of having to live on because you don't get the increased purse and the other perks that you that you get with a charter. That's right. We saw a couple of years ago the Wood Brothers didn't get a charter initially. They had to run for a year or so as an open car. We've yeah. seen this year with the JTG car, the 37, 37 of Ryan Priest. They've had to run as an open car. We saw even last year with Gaunt Brothers, they missed the Daytona 500 because they crashed out of their duel and they were also an open car. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because when you think about Harvick, it's, I would think there'd be a better chance he would just take ownership of one of the Stuart Haas cars than I would to, to why go buy a Chevy? You're in the, you're in the Ford well, just camp. Be, just because but, he buys a Chevy doesn't mean it stays a Chevy. Well, very true. We're doing new cars anyways, but you know, I guess all, would, all, all, all he does when he buys the assets to the team is buys the shop space and the charter. He can make it a Ford if he wanted it to. Yeah. I mean, you only get and one with, and with, uh, you know, and with, charter with that, uh, and with, uh, Ford, uh, you know, ramping up their driver development program, they could be looking for more teams to, uh, funnel drivers into. Well, that would be, you would hope that Ford is ramping up their development program. They really need to at this point. And well, think, well, think about it. You've, uh, if Riley Herbst stays with SHR, he's, he's in that Ford camp. You've got Haley well, Deegan coming but up. he's not. See, that's the key. Riley Herbst has nothing to do with Ford. He's just an SHR driver. Right. He's not in the Ford development program. Haley is, though. Yeah, Haley's the only driver right now in that Uh, program. Tanner Gray, too. Tanner Tanner and Taylor. Yeah, the Grays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at, you know, we, we, we talked about Harvick and the potential for him to to potentially buy JTG Doherty. Hardest thing to say. Um, you got there. Yeah, I, I eventually got there. It, <laughs> took me, it took me a minute, but I got there. Um, and then, you know, all of these have you other heard drivers. Of my computer career? I, I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do need, I do need a reboot. Yes. Um, but uh, the potential for all of these other drivers to come along and, and buy teams, it kind of leads me to wonder about maybe like Richard Childress Racing at some point in time, because obviously Richard Childress isn't getting any younger either. Eventually, somebody's going to be a hair apparent to that. I mean, Ty. You know, right. I was thinking Ty or Austin, either one, would probably Ty. be the next hair apparent to that team. So um, that's something else that's going to probably come down the pipeline at some point, too. But it shows you that, that these older see, you generation say You say guys, Ty, but with uh, TDM, I could see it just going to that corporation and Ty and, Ty and uh Austin both having some order, uh, ownership. Yeah, it would be like TRD you know, conglomerate. Well, that, and it, that could be too. Yeah. But I, I think Ty would be the one who would be most interested. He seems at least to be more. He's more the business, the business savvy side, yeah. type of. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can see. And that Austin's too. driving will be able to carry Austin's him. Austin's the athlete. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but it, it just goes to show you, you know, that not only are the owners of the of these NASCAR teams thinking about the long term affects the long-term plans down the road but the drivers are also thinking about what their life is going to be like after yeah, racing sure. um, because a lot of these guys are, are getting older obviously they're going to want to do other things not everybody's going to be able to go to the fox booth when they retire so somebody's going to have their <laughs> own race car teams at some point in time but i think, we I think the, fox, driver only the fox, fox booth is pretty much set for a while because you've got kurt bush and then you've got joey logano you know, like you got all these guys that are coming well, down yeah, the but who, so. who actually gets the gig for next year that's still a question they might not fill it. I no, mean, they, they didn't not. fill it for a while. Yeah, that's true. I I just can't see it being just Mike. And they went. A, they went. A whole, they went a whole year without uh, filling it when DW left. 
No. Yeah, but they had Jeff. I I don't know if I see Clint as as a two man, but right. we'll see. That's we'll it. See. That would be interesting. And it's going to take a lot to fill somebody like Jeff Gordon's shoes, though, especially with his you know his thing with uh. Like, yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk more about it when we come back. We'll take a break. We'll come back more of the answer pass right around the turn. Stick with us. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. And you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Questions we ponder during commercial break. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Chris Murdoch, pushing buttons. We were talking about 
uh, the Fox broadcast and who might replace Jeff Gordon because obviously he's got a high up role. You know, he's got a window seat now in an office somewhere in <laughs> um, your Motorsports, so he won't be um, in the broadcast. I don't know if he necessarily has the corner office yet. That might still be Mr. H's. He's the one next. I'm sure they can make space. I'm sure they're building. They're building his office as we speak. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he will uh, move into the uh, managerial role, ownership type of role with uh, Hendrick Motorsports uh, beginning next season. So he's out of the Fox broadcast booth. So we do a commercial break. We were just kind of talking about who we thought might uh, take over that role. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the potential for, like, an NBC guy like Dell Jr. to go to the Fox, uh, the last Fox race and kind of hand over the, you know, they hand over the baton to him or whatever. And, um, I had mentioned right before we came back that, it, you know, NAS, Fox does a uh, driver's-only broadcast every year. And I, for an I thought, Xfinity race, yeah. For an Xfinity race, it would make sense to def- have that be the last race of the season because the drivers are still going to be going. So you're just handing off all of the stuff to the drivers and letting them go. But, I mean, the last race is always Sonoma. And it's, Speaking uh, of um, – of, uh, I don't God, know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of absolutely nothing, yep, nope. an attempt was made. <laughs> anyway, let, let's talk about uh, start. the other the other part of this uh, caveat for the sixth car. Obviously, Ryan Newman will now be out of that car, yes. out of that ride. Where does he go but now? Not nas- so. not necessarily out of Roush. Correct. He's not right. He's not in the sixth car. It doesn't mean he won't stay with Roush. Well, they pretty much said Busher is not leaving. So correct. Well, the but they way... also did say that they have offered a part time role for Ryan. They're just waiting for him to get back to him on what he wants to do next. Because I'm sure he wants to be full time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless you're going to do a third car, either part or full time, obviously there's no room driving wise. So mm-hmm. that would mean that either Ryan accepts a non driving role or he goes somewhere else to drive. And I would think that if I was going to do, if I was designing the 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 roster for next year, I put Ryan Newman. At twenty three eleven, if they make a second car before I put Kurt Busch there, I believe that if Kurt Busch wants to continue, Kurt Busch will have multiple opportunities. But I, I would guess, and this is purely a guess on my part, um, if you're track house and you got a chance to pair him with Suarez, I know that Ross is a friend and he's, but boy, uh. You know, how do you turn away Kurt Busch if unless Kurt gets an offer and decides to leave? How do you do that? Um, I just think that Daniel could use Kurt's tutelage, number one. Number two, he he could, again, in a Brad or Jeff-like fashion, um, you know, he could provide continued feedback to the team as a whole and maybe end up in some sort of role like that if that's what he wants. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen there. I could still see Trackhouse adding a third car if they had the 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 resources to do it because I think they're ambitious enough to want to um but right now they're just they, there isn't that situation there. Also, if you you know, if we would follow the Harvick buying JTG thing. Now again, we don't know if that's imminent, if it's this year, if it's next year, whatever it is, but you know, here's an opportunity for either Kurt or Ryan um to go over to to that deal. So there's still a lot that I think is going to be decided here, but um 
you know, I, I think it's interesting. Ryan's situation's interesting because I still think he's good enough to get somebody in the playoffs. I don't think he's necessarily a championship winner, but I think he has great value to a team with good enough equipment to let him run, you know, in the top ten. Yeah. Peter, what do you think? Well, just going back to the Harvick JTG rumor for a second, Bob Pockers did ask him about this in New Hampshire, and Harvick said he was in the JTG shop because KHI management represents both Sandhouse and Priest. He dismissed any rumors of him being interested in buying the team. Yeah, I, you're not going to say so, that. Yeah, so I was going to say all, all that means is that, that he's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. We'll yeah. see what happens, but just based on that and just Harvick still being contracted for a Ford team for two years, I'm not sure if that holds much for weight. It's, but, it's basically what I'm saying is I'm not saying anything. But yeah, speaking of tutelage and uh, piggybacking off of the Brad K stuff uh roger penske has said that he wants joey and ryan to take more of a leadership role going into uh 2022 and working together so does anybody have uh thoughts on that i mean uh, it, it makes sense you've got two rookies coming into the, the end of the team you're, you're going to want to you know make sure that they are they land on their feet basically so you're you're going to be i mean joe logano is now the veteran of the team if, if that you know that blows your mind he's right not, yeah. you know 30 years old and he's a veteran <laughs> of the team um, but at the same time, I mean, it's now, you know, for the, for the last several years, he's always been a little punk kid, sliced bread, you know, whatever. Now he needs to be the guy. He needs to be the veteran of the team, and he needs to, you know, make sure that the, his his teammate Ryan and then, of course, Harrison and, and Austin Cindric are now going to be a four-car tandem. And, and if they get all of their stuff together, all the little ducks in a row and everything, they're going to be a pretty good team. I, I, I mean, you know, you've you got some good talent there for sure. Well, I mean, I see Joey. I don't think he's been a punk kid for for years. He's – Joey – He has matured a lot. I will Joey say. was – to me, Joey was one of our best champions. Um, the year he won the championship and he did all the offseason stuff, he was – he was great. He was great on the talk shows. He was he he just Joey's got a very engaging personality. Whether people want to admit it or not, it's it's fashionable for people to hate him because he's from New England and you know, daddy bought him a bunch and whatever and all that. And he's an aggressive driver. He's, he's not an aggressive afraid to move driver. The guy out of the way for the win. Yeah. So the same people who cheered Earnhardt when he did those things don't cheer Joey because you know. Um it, but it's uh it, I think this is an opportunity for Joey actually to solidify his future too, and at the same time, I think I think look, Brad, I think the dynamic between Joey and Ryan will work very well, and I think Harrison coming up is you know they're all sort of the same personality type. They're all kind of goofy, crazy, you know, funny, wild in some cases, um, you know. But but they're just I think they're all very similar in character. And Austin comes in, obviously, as an heir apparent. Let's be real here. And he deserves it because the kid's proven at every level he can drive the wheels off a car. So, yes, I think they can be a great team if we can just get the 21s performance up. Because um, I don't think this is a map problem. I think it was a 21 problem. And I think if we get the car and get the, the team and get that going the way it should, there is a four-car team that could act an awful lot like the Hendrick four-car team and the Gibbs four-car team, um, you know, and and really do some some damage. And again, we're going to brand new cars, so it's a fresh start for everybody and the perfect opportunity for Joey to take over as that leader. Peter, I mean, Joey 
like you said, Tom, won the championship back in 2018, a couple years ago now, but he's only 31 years old. Yeah. He's still a very young driver. He is still nowhere near hitting his prime. I think I agree. if he stays in this situation at Penske, he will obviously become the leader of that team, and I see multiple championships in his future. He could go on, maybe not a Jimmy Johnson caliber run, but a run like Harvick or Kyle Busch. Or see them. Well, of course, not five in a row probably ever again. but Or seven. True. But he could go on a run like Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick where sure. he's in the championship four every season yeah. because he's always in the mix. He's always in that round of eight, and every year he's either in the championship four or just a couple points shy of it, so, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. He's He's got the, the definite, uh, you know. I don't think we can discount either that the driving style it's going to take to be fast in this new car is going to be different than the driving style it's taken to be fast in the car we have now, which I think makes this really intriguing going into next year because you really don't know who's going to be. You know, not only do we have to learn this in terms of setups for the crew chiefs, but the drivers are all going to have to master this thing too, and it's going to be a different type of race car. I think that the 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 very aggressive type racer is going to have a lot better uh, success in this car than the guy who drives it for the arrow. It's going to be less of that and more of the actual, you know, uh, driver input. I think that favors somebody like Joey or Ryan. And I, I just think, you know, I think it'll be fun to see who breaks out first in the coming season with the newer car. Didn't Joey test the next gen car? I, I believe he, he has. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so he's, he's been in the car, so he kind Myron of has. Before. Yeah, there've been. I, a I, I, I think they've that. gotten like one driver from each organization, yeah. to, right, yeah. to test mm-hmm. the car. So I think Joey was the one for Penske. So yep. he's already been inside the car, so he kind of knows what to, right. know, what to expect. Of course, I think he did his testing earlier, and you know, I'm sure they've done many changes to sure. the car since then. So no one has has driven the finished product yet. Um, but just putting it all together and getting feedback from everybody, I, I think he's um, yep. he's definitely somebody who's been inside the race car and knows what uh, knows what to do. So, um, real quick, uh, another I guess kind of I guess breaking news that happened today: uh, Sage Karam is going to be in the Xfinity Series race at uh, Watkins Glen. Um, so, uh, all you IndyCar fans. Is it Watkins Glen or at Indy? No, it, Indy. Is it Indy? Indy. Yes, Indy. Indy. I can feel like yeah, I not forgot. the Glen. Indy. Yeah, not, 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 um, Indy Road Which is, That's why he's because cool. of it. Yeah. And it makes sense. So, you know, this will be interesting. I was talking to Chris about this uh, coming up here. He's driving for Jordan Anderson in the mm-hmm. Xfinity Series. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to be fun to watch because Santino Ferrucci, I thought, made a nice, easy transition and, yeah. and um, has gotten, you know, a lot out of that. That, that that car for Sam Hunt, yeah. um, and I I think that Sage coming into uh, you know a road course environment uh, I think is going to be fun, and um, you know he brought the sponsorship along to do it, so I think this is this is an intriguing because Sage is not tied long term to IndyCar yet. There's some rumors um, about next year for him, but nothing yet. So. Um, whether this develops in anything, you know, more than just that one-off remains to be seen, but it's a great opportunity for him to get, try out the stock car and get some seat time in it and see what happens. I'm all about having uh, fans from other disciplines coming into yes. NASCAR because it, it makes our sport, you know, put a spotlight on our sport and have you have di- drivers from other disciplines coming in. Even if it's a one-off race, it puts eyes on the sport and that's the, that's all that matters. And he's now married. Which is interesting. So, uh, you know, that's something I think a lot of us that have known Sage a while weren't sure that was ever going to happen. But, uh, you know, good for, for Sage and a good opportunity. Yep. We will take a break. We'll be back more of the Inside Pass right after this. Stick with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, a brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the <laughs> false start. You gotta watch the you red gotta light. wait for me. I know. You see, because I'm watching the re-entries. If I just turn you on, you're gonna be talking da 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 da, and nobody's gonna be able to hear what you're saying. You went early before you got to the restart box. You know what? I'm black flagging you. Black flag, yeah. yeah you can black flag. You can serve your stop and go. Red light, uh, red light penalty in uh, NHRA uh, for. Uh, yeah, it's what you call a stop and go. Yeah. Well. Yeah, All right. Happens to the best of us. Anyway. Carry on. Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Let's talk about domination. Let's talk about Ty Gibbs for a minute. Uh, Led all but one lap. Led all but one lap. And what, Taylor Gray led the other lap, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, he um, 
Put a whooping on the field again when it's, what, uh, 53rd race of the season, something like that? Yeah. That was like 57, 57, yeah, I was close. I was getting there. It's interesting for me that, I mean, Daniel Dye got his win, which was awesome. I love seeing that. Daniel's a great driver, uh, a young driver. Um, And then he got second to tie over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So Daniel is, uh, but he's running for GMS, so it's not as if this is, you know. Shocker. Um, but, it, you know, that's really the thing is is there's that car and there's um, there's uh, the Venturini car, mostly uh, Corey Heim. Yeah, but, Corey you know, um, yeah, it's not that it's not that Ty is unbeatable, but he's unbeatable. I mean, there's only – I mean, him and Corey Heim have been Not, – Nothing to discount Ty Gibbs, but that's what happens when you bring a cup car to an ARCA race. Well, Pretty much. and that's the thing. It's a Joe like Gibbs you, car. Well, you, you had you, – you, Kyle Busch's 54 car secret. Nothing over. against Daniel Dye either, but that's what happens when you bring a cup car to an ARCA well, race. Well, it's not – I mean, again, it's it's all that, that same, you know, idea is you got Venturini, which is basically cup-level stuff. You've got – GMS, which is cup level stuff. You've got obviously the Joe Gibbs car is cup level stuff. You know, you're you're just if- the interesting thing is to me is that Joe Gibbs, when Ty is running that or when Ty is running that car, seems to be on just a different level. Like I've seen Sammy Smith run the 18 at some of the Arca East races, and he he'll get, be up front, but he won't be dominating. It seems like there's just something else. That happens once it's like the 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 Kyle Busch fifty four truck thing. Once he gets in that car, it's just head and shoulders better than every other car in that field. Well, it's Ty's experience. Ty's right. had three years, three years, I think now, right? Three or four, I believe so. Um, yeah, you know, in the Arca series, um, three years, I think. And uh, Sammy's just still kind of getting his feet wet to a point, and you know, so it does. The experience does matter here, I think, in in that regard. But also, when you get into the East stuff that Sammy runs the most, um, you've also got uh, the DGR cars. You've got a number of cars in the East part of it that are equal. But when you get to the National, it spreads itself because the bigger tracks. It are where, you know, and I just think Ty's an extraordinary talent, too. He is. He's a generational and, talent. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with Ty, and it could become a factor when we're talking about signing for the Xfinity Series, is funding. There have been a lot of blank cars running in the ARCA Series and the Xfinity Series when he's up to run. Uh, so I think uh, that's his biggest issue. I'm not sure why a sponsor doesn't like winning every race of the season, but um, uh, sponsorship is a big deal. I don't think that sponsorship is an issue at all at Joe Gibbs Racing. I think if if they wanted to put a sponsor on the car, it, there would be a sponsor on the car. I think there's a level at which they say we'd rather run the car blank than give it away. Right. Okay. And that's a business decision, and I'm not, and, and and it's not a it's not a bad one. It's just that's I think I think that's probably what's because you don't see that car not running. You, you it's still running, and it's still running very well, thank you. But it just doesn't have a sponsor on it, and I think they've decided that there's a level here. There's a so, line they won't cross. So, and, and that's a that's a that's a question for me. If a if a driver. Um, you know, and I'm not saying it's going to be him, but if a Matt Benedetto comes and he has some golden sponsor that brings a lot of money, do they put Matt Benedetto in that empty car over Ty Gibbs? No. Ty Gibbs, um, in case you haven't, um, in case you haven't figured it out, 
it's Joe Gibbs Racing. So you don't, you're not kicking the grandson out of the car to put another driver in it. They'll make another car for the other driver because they can fund it, but they're not putting, they're not kicking Ty out of a car to put any other driver in it. That would, that would not, it's the same way with Cole Custer, by the well, way. Well, right now it, Ty Gibbs isn't in the car, so you're not kicking somebody out. You could just go a different direction. Well, I'm, I'm just saying there's, it, like, for example, it, when it comes to Xfinity, they they would they could have they could add as many of more cars as they want to run. There's no limit in Xfinity, right. so you could have a fifth car, a sixth car. You could go have some other team air quotes that that you're you're sort of running the whole thing through. That it's still JGR at the end of the day, um, you know. But um, if they thought they had to do that, but no, I don't. I don't, Randy. I, I you're not taking Ty Gibbs out of a car, especially with Ty's winning in Xfinity. I, I think sponsorship is actually going to be a bigger issue in the next year than it is this year, because if we're talking about how much cheaper it is to run the next gen car than it is to run Xfinity and trucks, so you're going to have a lot of sponsors that are going to want to sponsor Cup cars because well, it's cheaper. Let's be clear. So. What Junior said is that he had heard it might be less than Xfinity, not less than truck. I don't think it's less than truck by any means, and it might it might be relatively in the Xfinity ballpark. But let's remember here: you're still talking about six million dollars. I or think more. the right. I you know, think not, the most intriguing thing to me about the Cup car is how stock it actually is. You know, when NASCAR made the next gen release, they they labeled where all of the parts were coming from, and I think that's something that has been missing from NASCAR for a while is that stock value. Now, sure, there's going to be a way that, you know, teams uh, can still mess with Arrow and try to, you know, get that engineering advantage. But seeing them take the the brunt force of the cost on just some of these small parts that come and make the uh, the, the car run is, is a very good move and a very smart move uh, for NASCAR. It'd going be nice next to year. go to, you know, O'Reilly Auto Parts and buy a part for your NASCAR. Well, as opposed to having yeah, to order it from Amazon. But I know you won't, but I'm just saying you could if you wanted. The the thing that's the thing that's good about it is that and again, fans are gonna say, Well, it's not look it all all of the nonsense that you want to see went out in nineteen eighty. Like it's gone. Okay, you're not going and picking up a car off the showroom. You're not it's never gonna be stock again. It hasn't been stocked for forty years. It's not gonna be stock ever again. It's just not gonna. So get that out of your heads because it's just not like that. The only logical thing that you could do with the Cup series, because you you had you had gone past the point of feasibility for return on investment for sponsors because of the cost. The sponsorships were too much. So now you had to do something to decrease costs. So what do you do? You go to spec. And you make it so that everybody's buying the same stuff. You equalize or bring the field closer together to give more teams the opportunity to be more competitive. And you make it so that the cost to enter for the sponsors could be less because the cost of competition's less. And now you've got a playing field that becomes more level. And so front row motorsports in theory could, could go find a sponsor that would put them in the territory of the elite teams. You know, if you bring the overall cost down enough. And so now, you know, again, well, these, these group of people are going to lose their jobs. These group of people are going to look, the evolution happens in in all kinds of industry. It's not just in racing, and so inevitably, you're going to see these types of things occur. So you can't. It's not NASCAR's responsibility to keep 
pit crews employed or whatever the case. Um, so I think this could be a great thing to see the costs come down enough where some of these these teams could compete. And it's easier to fill cars. Now, um, you say, well, what will that do to the Xfinity sponsors? Will someone want to go up to Cup? Well, maybe. Maybe they will. But you know what? Eventually, the market will drop in Xfinity a little because NASCAR is going to have to react to that. And maybe Xfinity goes down a little bit. And so you kind of realign that the way it should be. So um, I think it just makes the overall sport healthier to have NASCAR's cup costs drop. Yeah. So speaking of the uh, cup cars, let's uh, spend the last couple of minutes we have talking about uh, a team that got uh, hit pretty hard uh, over the week uh, with a L1 penalty for messing with the engine. The, 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 uh, the, the nine cars engine somehow made its way into the 48 car, and Oops. the 48 engine somehow made it into the nine car. And so, this was a so, race-winning engine from Chase Elliott's car, too, that ended up in Bowman's car. So what happened was... <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was an administrative yeah, error. Administrative I, error or I, Chad you, Canal's strategy. messed up is what that means. <laughs> we, I, saw, we saw Chad Canal's hard at work there. I yeah. did the air quotes, by the way, for all of you listening. Um, it's, yeah, administrative error. Uh <laughs> Stuff. You know, so you couldn't read the nine on the engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a nine man, or an eight? Man, I don't know. Man, it, not, I didn't know nine had two digits. Yeah, it's, well, maybe it was a zero nine. Whatever the deal was, people say, well, why is it a big deal? What's a big deal? Because NASCAR is monitoring very closely because, like you said, Peter, um, that was a race-winning engine. So you're, in theory, giving the 48 an advantage by putting that motor in that car. Um, you know, it, again, in theory, you 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 can't let teams play games with, with rules and, like and that. And if you're Hendrick, like I get trying to get the edge, but if you're Hendrick, do you think NASCAR's not? I mean, NASCAR checks the serial numbers. There's, there's, there's a way they they check. Well, I mean, how do you think well, you're? Not, let's how do you be think clear here that <laughs> if we're we're not saying Hendrick did whatever on purpose, we're 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 saying that this. Well, is I'm what not saying that said, they're doing, but, but obviously but, you, know, you wouldn't. You, you would think that a team that's like what, that, that would know I, better, I'm right? saying that so, to say that it leads me to more to believe that it was a mistake. Because you, you don't do that on purpose. Cause for they, me, um, if I'm Mr. H, somebody's out of a job. Oh, yeah. That's a big well, mistake. That's a big mistake. You notice they didn't put any of the five engines in those cars. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Those are sacred. Those are being yeah. under lock and key. You're not getting that in your yeah. I'll give you one of these. They're saving yeah, those for the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Those I mean, are going nowhere. That's, so, and, and again, for the fans who don't know, every, you can only run so many laps on certain motors. No. And so. And you and, have to reuse motors right, for multiple right. races. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk more about this in the Olympics when we come back. More inside pass right around the turns. Take a look. We'll be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcut, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Michael Annette. You're not making it work on the outside. Make sure you put the inside pass. You know, I really hate to say this because, you know, obviously Michael Annette's coming off of an injury or he's still injured or whatever with a broken leg. He, he kind of broke his leg at an opportune time, so to speak, because he's got a couple weeks off to, to – you know, he's not missing any, any – He's you know what I'm saying? Like he's not missing yeah, – I, I don't know if there's ever an opportune well, time I, to but break his leg. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was trying not to say it like Who that. Who was – I mean. It was Ryan Newman that wrecked last year. No, no Brett Moffitt. Moffitt. I was about yeah. to say. Moffitt had Moffitt the bike had and the motorcycle wreck. And right when the shutdown his, started. Right, and, and got right. to heal during the shutdown. Well, and then That's Ryan, had, Ryan so. Newman had the 500 wreck, and then they went on break, and then he came back. He only missed the three missed, races. Yeah. yeah, three races. But so, still, Moffitt didn't even miss one. If you're gonna exactly. if you're gonna have yeah. an injury, it's it's better to have an injury when you're gonna be on break anyway, so you're yeah. not missing more races. Or when a global pandemic's about to break out. Or, or a, yeah, exactly. Or when a pandemic's about to break out. Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's talk about uh, Vegas odds because that's always a fun thing to talk about. They're ever changing, anyways. But the latest odds out of Las Vegas, if you're a betting person in the world. Kyle Larson is the favorite right now as the 2021. Man, I wonder why. 
Well, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't point to one reason why he. I actually be. did kind of wonder that myself because I mean, in in all honesty, he's kind of cooled down the last few weeks. Well, so, I mean, but I mean, I, I know Hendrick is still number one of everything, but he's at the same time. I he's mean, getting more points than everybody in the field. First yeah. of all, we have to remember that that Vegas and any gambling uh, institution makes their odds based upon projected performance over time. Correct. So. Kyle Larson's cooled off the last few weeks, but before that, there was nobody hotter on the entire circuit than Kyle Larson, on the even though he planet. didn't win everything. I mean, He's he winning. was right. So, I mean, it's kind of a deal. Yeah, he was winning every dirt race, every, right. every asphalt so, race. He was one blown tire of Pocono away from four straight cup wins. Exactly. And Plus then the all-star runner, race. The one it's the tire gate, you know, like the flake gate, the tire gate. Yeah. It mixed up his, 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 his mojo's off. So I like his stars mixed up with the nine car. If not, if <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not Larson, who would be the odds-on favorite, Peter? I'd say Kyle Busch. I mean, Hendrick has overall really? cooled off. I mean, all, not just Larson's cooled off recently. All of Hendrick. I mean, only Chase Elliott's led laps in the past couple races. Meanwhile, Kyle's chipping away at the regular season points lead. He's gone. I think from 10th to 3rd in points over the past couple of weeks, and he's had shots at victories. I mean, he was leading at New Hampshire when the rain came. But I he, think I think if I'm looking at any other driver uh, to go up against uh, Kyle Larson right now, uh, it's another Hendrick driver, and it's William Byron. Exactly. Because, it's, it's, because well, William, Byron, William Byron's probably the most consistent driver in the Cup Series right now. I mean, here again, you look at and, – and again, you got to remember, it's as of this moment – you know, this is a, so. My, I, for you to say, what Kyle I think, Bush. I mean, do you really think at this moment you would be you would bet on Kyle Bush to win the championship at this moment? If the championship weekend were this weekend, I'd be tempted to put some money on Kyle Bush or Denny Hamlin over a Hendrick car. What I, really? What I think is interesting out of this whole conversation is that Tom and I said that the next person uh, that would go up against Kyle Larson would be a Hendrick car, and it's not Chase Elliott. Well, you know, that brings up a point, too, because it's interesting that your defending champion is, the, in theory, the weakest link in Hendrick Motorsports right now, and, and it's not by much. You know, but, Although two of the next four races are road courses. Well, that's oh, what I'm just, saying. It's not by much, on. and you could – but, but this is why – look, it, yes, you see this all the time. A driver gets hot early, cools off in the summer, and then come fall – He's right back there again when we go back to all the I tracks. Mean, think, about, think about uh, Denny Hamlin at like, you know the first five or six races of the year when he was like one you know speeding penalty away from winning about five races. <laughs> I wonder how you cool off in the summertime. I'm kind of wondering that myself because. Well, <laughs> well, if you're anywhere in the Carolinas, there's a, ra- <laughs> there's a rainstorm that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming, yeah. It goes from 95 to 90. Yeah, um, and then back to 97 tomorrow. Back to 97 the next day. Well, it's yeah, but you cool off because obviously in the dead of in the dead yeah. of heat, your setups don't work as well. And so when you start going back to tracks again for a second time, and this is why there are some drivers who don't think we should ever run a track twice. Um, you know, and and I would I would be happy with that. That'd be fine. More tracks on the schedule, but I think you've got a situation where Kyle Larson is going to come back. He's going to get hot again, and he's going to win more races before 
uh, the, the the season's done. Now the playoffs start at Darlington. And so once we get into the playoffs, then it's one and done. You know, basically right. one in next round, one in next round, one in next round. So all Kyle's got to do is win one race in each round and he gets to the championship. We go to Phoenix and he's good there. Or so. keep his consistency up because he's sure, too. He's got too. a lot of playoff points. To and even though Hamlin will probably be the regular season champion, Larson would be the number one seed with the most bonus yeah. points. So right. he'd almost have a That's buy through a ton of rounds. That's why he's the odds-on exactly. favorite for the championship. <laughs> All right, well, let's, so we, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Olympics. Of course, the Olympics are going on right now, which is why NASCAR is on a couple-of-week break. But it's always an interesting topic when the Olympics come up because a lot of people in the world feel like motorsports of some kind should be part of the Olympic Games of I've some kind. I've never heard that. I, no, I, I've actually heard from from a few people that, that because there, if you think about the number of people or the number of drivers from different uh, you know different countries and, and you know different disciplines of motorsports, you have enough athletes to do it. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, it's not motorsports is the, the one of the only top sports that aren't part of the Olympics, and it, it, to me, it seems like a, a given thing you would want Olympics in the or motorsports in the Olympics, Peter. Would you believe motor racing has technically been in the Olympics before? It has, yes. Yes, in the correct. 1900 Summer Games in Paris. Really? The Olympics mm-hmm. and the World's Fair were held at the same time, and there were some events that crossed over between yeah. both events, and one was a motor race that they handed out medals for. Yeah, that is true. That's the stat of the week. Yeah. Peter Strauss. I just found that out the other week. day. Yeah, that is true. But Very nice. Tom, what do you think? I mean, you, motorsports in the Olympics? No. No? No. First of all, how would you do it? I mean, like, how do you, how, how, what, oval track, road course, how do you do this? You'd have to. Like I mean, a triathlon. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, sort of you know, we had, I mean, it's different when you do what Cree, uh, uh, Sheldon Creed did, the extreme uh, X, games. X Games. That's different. But well, but I don't think, I, I don't know how you do motorsports and how many countries are going to have actual race drivers to put in it. How, didn't they have some sort of like world race of champions a, a long time ago? Um, it was they in did like for London a or something. Years. They um, tried it. They did it. Yeah. Right. It but. was, I mean, because again, it's not a worldwide sport like, for example, track and field. Yeah. Go ahead, Peter. If you want motor racing sport. in the Olympics, you take what SRX did and just make it an Olympic event. You take have the sanctioning body. In this and case, give the IOC. That is the goal. There in, this, you go. in this case, you have the IOC just make cars that are uniform for everyone, hand them out randomly, and just go on I a race. I just want to see hey. the celebration when Elio wins the speaking gold. Speaking of Elio Castro Neves, he has a full-time ride in 2022. Yes, he does. <laughs> I couldn't love that more. I completely forgot about that news that broke this week. Yes, week. Elio. I'm going to confiscate that bell. Elio full-time to... Um, Meyer to Shank. Meyer Shank yeah. and Drive for five in the Jack Harvey. Yeah. Okay, who now is rumored to be in the third car at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan. That's the that's the rumor is that he is going to be the third driver in that stable with Graham and uh, uh, Taku. So that should that would be interesting to see that. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be back here in the next couple of weeks too, running in uh, Nashville on the street. So um, that would be a cool, cool and, course. And over, over the, bridge. the bridge. And over the bridge. And Around Nissan Stadium, yeah. too. At last, woods, at last video isn't go. completed yet. There's still a hole in the fence. So what they a get weekend that, done. that is going to be. Um, it's a doubleheader. It's going to be awesome. They're running the Trans Am Series uh, as part of that. I think Indy Lights and all of the road to Indy. It's going to be a fun deal. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, we are done for another week. We will see you guys next week. Have a great week. We'll see you next week on the NSFS. Have a great week, everyone.